What is good, everybody? Yo, welcome to the Uncensored Christian Podcast, where we help real people with real problems know the real God. Hey, if you enjoy this message, share this with your friends because the gospel is not meant to be kept to ourselves. And there is a link down below if you would like to give. Your gifts really do help this podcast reach more people all around the world. I hope you enjoy this message. How to love someone that believes, votes, and thinks differently than you. That's what we're going to try and explore today. Note, notice I didn't say how to tolerate someone that believes or votes or thinks differently than you. N- notice I didn't say how to just get along with someone that believes, votes, and thinks differently. Than- no, notice I didn't say how to block someone and remove them from your life if they believe, think or vote differently than you. Notice that I said how to love someone. I know this might've caught some of y'all off guard, right? <laughs> because you're thinking, oh man, I, 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 I can't love someone that thinks it's okay to vote for Donald Trump. Oh, no, no, no. You don't understand, Dante. I can't love someone that thinks it's okay to vote for Joe Biden. Uh, Dante, you don't understand. I don't know how I can love someone that thinks that blue lives matter is more important than black lives matter. You don't understand, Dante. How can I love someone, like love someone the way that I would love one of my friends or my family if they believe like that, if they vote that way, and if they think that way? Notice that I said love, though. And you know, this may be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge, actually. And, and I ask that you prepare yourself to be challenged because here's the problem is that for some reason, our culture has came up with this notion that we need to hate the ideals, the values and the beliefs of those that disagree with us, that somehow that's a good thing, that somehow it's OK for us to hate the values and beliefs and the voting preferences of those that we disagree with. But here's the problem is that when we start down that road, and many of us have, it's near impossible to start to differentiate between the values and the people, between the ideologies and the individual. And if we allow ourselves to be filled with this hatred for the things that we disagree with, we will no longer just hate the things, but we will hate the people that believe them. So we need to learn to love those people. You may be saying, nah, uh, yo, Dante, you understand? I'm not going to do that because what a person believes and what their values are and the way they vote, that determines what kind of person they are. I know everything I need to know about someone by the post that they make on Facebook and by the way that they voted for this election. I know everything I need to know about someone, but you know what? Aren't y'all glad that God doesn't hold us to that same standard? Like, can we just take a step back? I I know this can get emotional, but aren't you glad that God does not see it the same way? What if God held you to the sins that you committed yesterday? What if that's how God defined you when he looked at you? Instead of looking at you as someone who should be loved and redeemed, he just looked at you as someone that yelled at your husband or someone that Disciplined your kid for something that they shouldn't have been disciplined for. What if God looked at you as someone that was smoking a joint last night when you knew you shouldn't be? What if God looked at you as the person that was sleeping around with your your best friend's friend when you shouldn't have been? Like, what if God categorized you by your sin instead of the, the just sheer fact that you're a child of God? 
And I know this is hard for us to grasp because we want to hold people to this standard, but how dare we hold people to a standard that God has given us grace in? And I just want to give y'all this disclaimer and this warning because I don't want you hopping into this message thinking that this is going to be something that you can just tell your friends about how they can love you or other people better. This is a message for you. For each, If y'all don't want to change and if you want to continue to hold on to your hatred, I guess you can go listen to another podcast or another message because this ain't the one for you. This is going to be a message that shows each and every one of us how we can love those better that believe, vote, and think differently than us. And today I want to read from the book of Ruth. It's a short book, just a few pages in your Bible, but I want to start from chapter one and verse 14. This is the most profound example of love I can find in the Bible beside Jesus, honestly. So let's start it. Ruth one, verse 14. And again, they wept together and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. In my opinion, behind Jesus, this is the deepest example of love in the entire Bible. What Ruth just said and did there, that's the deepest example of love I can find. And to really understand the level of love that Ruth is showing, we have to understand what happened before chapter one. Because see, Naomi is their mother-in-law. And Naomi moved to Moab with her husband and her two sons. And unfortunately, her husband died. And then her sons married two Moabite women, which was Orpah and Ruth. And then her sons died. And now she's basically left alone. She has no one to take care of her. And she's looking to head back to her hometown. And at this point in her life, to be a woman widowed with no sons in this culture... It, it was not good news. It was not good news. There was no way for you to take care of yourself and to provide and to carry on the family lineage. This was a big deal. And so Naomi's leaving and the two uh, daughter-in-laws wants to follow her, Orpah and Ruth, and they want to follow her. And Naomi says, look, you guys should go back. <laughs> you guys should go back, go back home, find some husbands, have some kids, keep worshiping your gods, live a good life. Don't worry about me because if you come with me, it's going to be like a death sentence. And Orpah says, all right, I'll go back home. But Ruth says, Ruth says, hold up. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I know we may have our differences in beliefs, right? Because, because the Israelites and the Moabites, they honestly weren't that cool. They had multiple battles throughout the years and the Moabites um, worshiped different gods and did all of these things that Israel was not cool with. And so they were not by any stretch of the imagination friendly to each other. But Ruth says to Naomi, no, I, I won't choose to, to leave you and go back to what's familiar just because I'm walking into a territory that is unknown. See, Ruth's no is, is, is so powerful. The fact that Ruth said no to Naomi, it's so powerful because honestly, look what can happen when you say no to division. 
no matter what the cost, when you say no to division amongst the people in your life, it's bound to bring good things. And you may be saying, Dante, you just, you don't understand it though, dude. You don't understand how hard it is to love someone that voted Republican. You don't know how hard it is to scroll through my feed and love those that keep talking about how the Democrats are so cool. You don't understand how hard it is to love someone that doesn't believe in God, Dante. You don't understand how hard it is to love these people. But you know what? Ruth had a little bit of a challenge when it came to loving Naomi. Because Ruth was leaving behind an entire future that would have been secured in her hometown. And even though they had differences in beliefs and in and, and, and the gods and how life should be, Ruth was willing to love the person more than her point of view. And this is what's so powerful about what Ruth did. Ruth knew that Naomi had more value than the values that she held. Oh, I'm going to say that again. Somebody needs to hear this. The people in your life that you think it's hard to love, the people in your life that you just want to hit block on Facebook so bad, those people hold more value than the values that you hold. And until we let that sink in, we're going to continue to struggle with loving those that believe, vote, and think differently than we do. But this is the type of love that she had. And honestly, don't you think that our world needs some of this love today? Like put put your opinions and your differences aside for this moment. Don't you think our world could use some love that says, you know what? I love you so much that I will be willing to die before we get separated. I'd be willing to die instead of leaving you over my values and what I think is right and wrong. I would be willing to stay your friend to stay in your life, to continue our relationship, I would rather do that than to say yes to division. I mean, here's a question for you. Ask yourself this truthfully. What if we actually loved one another like we loved ourselves? You know what Jesus said, love your neighbor like you love yourself. What if we actually live that out? And I know we may be thinking, oh, I love people all the time. I'm always giving in church. I'm always nice to people. We always laugh and hang out. But but what if you actually loved your neighbor more than yourself? What would your life look like? What, what would your relationships look like where you have disagreements where you can't come to a consensus, what would it look like if you took a step back and let go of your self-righteousness and you said, you know what? I'm going to love them like I would hope to be loved in this situation. And I know we like to believe that we do this, but honestly, we don't. Because if we loved each other like we loved ourselves, with the selfish love that we like to carry, with the self-aggrandizing love that we like to prop ourselves up on, what if we did that for other people like we do it to ourselves i mean what ruth did is kind of like a a heroic love honestly i mean that's heroic she's she's taking a chance so that naomi won't be left alone that's heroic i mean we like heroic love in theory i mean it's why we love superhero movies right I mean, one of my favorite superheroes growing up was Spider-Man. Peter Parker, that was my dude. Tobey Maguire, those first three, 
Those were fire, McGuire. I love them Spider-Man movies. But I think we love superheroes because it's not necessarily the powers that they have, right? Like, like that's that's what the children love to do, acting like they shoot webs in your face. Like, but that's not really why we love superheroes. We love a good superhero story because the superheroes willing to risk their lives for other people. They're willing to risk their lives for those that can't save themselves. And you know what's crazy about it? Is oftentimes the people that the hero saves are the ones that were calling for that person to get thrown in jail or for them to be dead. But they have no problem loving others more than they love their own life and doing whatever it takes to save that person to love that person, to be there in their time of need. You know, honestly, this is how I know it's true. I mean, wouldn't you hate the superhero? Like, like wouldn't you just hate the movie and the whole storyline if the superhero saw that someone needed help or saw that there was someone that could be saved, but they did nothing to help them? I mean, you'd be watching that movie going, what the heck? Like, bro, you got all these powers. You have all these abilities to save someone and to, to risk your life to make sure that they can live. But you don't even do it. We would hate that superhero. That'd be the worst movie ever if the person just didn't save someone just because they, eh, I don't feel like it. They deserve it, right? They was talking smack. They deserve it. You know, isn't it funny how we look a lot like that superhero? The hero that has the power to save and to love and to be there, but they simply choose not to. You know, God's given us all an ability to love those that disagree with us. We have it within us. I promise you it's there. It may not feel like it because at the moment you're like, oh, I just want to punch him in the face, man. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But we all have the power to love those like we love ourselves. But so often we sit on these abilities that we have because we would rather be self-righteous than to be loving. You know, I said that Ruth was the, the deepest example of love in the Bible behind Jesus. And it's behind Jesus for this very reason, because Jesus's whole ministry was loving those that were completely opposite of him. Like, like Jesus's whole life was about loving the very people that disagree with them. I mean, even when he was on the cross, the people that put him up on that cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Jesus' whole ministry was going around and healing, saving, and preaching to those that sinned against him time and time again. If anybody has a right to block someone, if anybody has a right to not love somebody because of what they believe or did is Jesus. But Jesus said, you know what? Instead of being hateful and, and, and shunful and blocking people because of their disagreements about me, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to show love far beyond what anyone's ever done before. I'm going to sacrifice myself because I told my people to love your neighbor like you love yourself. And if I was them in their shoes, I would want somebody to die for my sins too because I don't know what I'm doing. Jesus is the most powerful example of love.
in the entire world. And this is a love that doesn't discriminate. And think back to Ruth. Like I said, she was a, she was a Moab. She didn't believe in the same gods. She didn't believe in the same political structure. She was raised a completely different way. The difference between Ruth and Naomi would be like someone who was raised in a Republican household and someone who was raised in a Democratic household. But Ruth said, I'm not going to to hold your values against you. I'm not going to hold your ideals against you because I see that as a person, you have more value than the ideals that you hold. And so I'm going to love the most valuable thing in front of me. And that's the person, not their perspective. Oh my gosh. Somebody needs to see this. See, Ruth showed love even to a fault. And I think this is what's so powerful. She chose love even though it was going to cost her everything. Naomi told her straight off the bat, yo, you could go back home and get a husband and be secure and live the rest of your life chilling. But Ruth chose love over comfort, even to a fault. She risked everything. And you might be thinking, Dante, look, homie, I'm good, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not about to risk my job. I'm not about to risk my friendships. I'm not about to risk my reputation and my status but uh, among my friends so I can show love to someone that voted different. Like, I'm not going to go through all that mess to show love to someone that, that doesn't believe in God. I'm not going to go through all of that. And maybe if that's what we think, we need to check our hearts. We need to look a little closer at our hearts. Because how can we hold Somebody to a standard that God doesn't even hold us to. How can we hold people to a standard and think that we are above what Jesus was willing to do when he walked this earth? We got to check our hearts. Let me ask you this and be serious. And I feel like I feel like almost anyone listening to this is going to know somebody in this category. Have you or people that you know lost friends and family in the last four years because of differences in political beliefs, religious beliefs, social justice beliefs. Like, like have y'all lost anybody in your family? Whether it was you actively hitting that block button or it was them blocking you or unfriending you? Or do you know of people who have lost friends, who no longer talk to their grandma, who no longer talk to their daddy because they posted something that they don't agree with on Facebook? You know, it's sad. It's a sad thing when your beliefs create barriers. You know, because when your beliefs create barriers, relationships get broken. When you hold your beliefs to such a high standard that if people do not align with them perfectly, then they cannot cross the barrier and be in your inner inner circle, then all you're doing is demolishing the relationships that help you become who you were today. I get it though, man. I get it. You know? It's hard to budge. It's hard to want to move on your beliefs. But you know, you don't have to abandon your perspective to be a good person. (laughs) Like you don't have to give up your ideals and your values to be loving to someone that disagrees with you. But some of us would rather prove ourselves right so bad that we will alienate everyone around us. And at the end of it, we wonder why we're alone. We'll block everybody that, that post something that we don't like. We'll cancel those that 
that all of a sudden have a political difference in opinion than we do. We'll, we'll, we'll alienate all of these people. And then at the end of the day, we'll sit back and we'll go, man, I'm alone. I have nobody here that, that truly loves me for me. You know, if we believe that Jesus was who he said he was, if we believe that he died on the cross for those who believed differently, and that was every single human being that has ever walked the earth, has believed and act, acted differently than Jesus. If we believe that he truly did this for us, then we have to put humanity, relationship, and that same unconditional love above our personal opinions. But many of us would rather choose ideology over intimacy with the individual. And all that leads us to is isolation. But let me ask you this. For all the times that you've blocked someone, or for all the people that you know who have lost friends and family, let me ask you this question. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? You know, because your ideology can't, I don't know, console you when your heart gets broken. Your your values and in, in, in your beliefs can't be there to, to hold you when you're going through a rough time. Your ideology can't be the things that the people that were in your life could be for you because it's simply just that, an ideal. And ideally, it's not good to alienate the very people that are in your life for something that can't even be there for you in the way that they can. Final note, look, if your beliefs or your ideals start to isolate you or they start to isolate others, then being self-righteous has become more important than relationship. And Paul says this perfectly in Romans because the people of, of Rome were having some trouble getting along because they had different ideals. They all believed that Jesus was king, yeah, and that was great, but but they had different ideals on how certain things could be, technical things, things in the law, and they could not get along. And this is what Paul says. He says, so why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scriptures say, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each one of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. Paul's trying to say, I get that you have differences, but put those differences aside. Because what matters most is where you end up on judgment day. What matters most is that you all agree that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And we need to be striving to live like he lived. We need to be striving to chase after his heart. And the rest of it, the rest of the stuff that you disagree on, the stuff that you can't agree on, whether it's Democrat or Republican, Black Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter, uh, Black or white, it doesn't matter. He's saying all these things that you disagree on are literally causing you to get farther away from the true message of Jesus Christ. So don't spend time on them. It doesn't matter if you have differences in beliefs. What matters is that you love each other and that you love Jesus and that nothing stands in the way of doing that. But when you reject the person because of their beliefs or the way that they voted, 
You're saying that someone that Jesus came to save is not worthy enough for you. Oh, I'm going to say that again. When you reject the person, you're saying that someone that Jesus came to save is not worthy enough for you. You know, love is a choice. It's not one that's easy. I look back at Ruth and I think of all the things that she risked to love Naomi to a fault, to love someone that disagreed with her on religious beliefs, political beliefs, and probably so many more things in between. But Ruth understood that the person of Naomi held more value than the ideals that she valued. And she was willing to love someone, not just as she would love herself, but more than she loved herself. She was willing to sacrifice it all just so she could love someone. And that's what we need to learn to do in our day and age where there's so much tension and disagreement over religious beliefs, political differences, and the values that we hold. We need to understand that our values are not more valuable than the people that Jesus came to die for. I hope y'all enjoyed this message. If you want to share this with your friends and family, I pray that you do because there needs to be a change in the way that we love those all around us. And I will catch y'all on the next episode. Peace out.